1: Good morning, Crypto.
2: Good morning, Warriors. Can you guys hear me now? Perfect. Yeah, okay. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Good Morning Crypto. The, welcome back to your favorite news station, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto information, doing the deep diving that you don't have the time to do. And today's a pretty unique day. So there's a lot going on in the news, whether it's Russia or Ripple or NFTs, and we're going to touch on all of these topics. Today, we will discuss the events taking place in Russia, how it's affecting the global financial markets. Bitcoin is crashing while gold and other commodities are on the rise. Ripple got another win case, and we've got our NFT specialists here to give us a deep dive into how to advise and how to look into these projects in this very, very diverse market. So I'm going to give everybody
0: a chance to introduce themselves. Let's start out with the Node Defender. Mario, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing great. Plus, I'm I'm in a cave and I'm kind of, I don't really know. I don't really know if I this is where I'm going to be living from now on because crypto market is down so much that I had to cancel the order for my Lambo. Now I'm in this cave. But I don't know <laughs> if this is maybe just a light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe that's all it is, yes. just a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes,
2: that sounds like first world issues. No Lamborghini from Mario. <laughs> I'm going to go to no. Gonzo next. Gonzo, how you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing good, man. How's it going?
2: Yeah, it's Thanks awesome for having see me. you. Yes. So what's your why? Why did you get involved in crypto in the first place?
1: Um, you know, probably like everybody else, uh, I wanted to, you know, change my life and the life of my family. But as I got into it and like I, as I got into the academy, uh, my why really became just trying to help people. Right. Because yes. I remember when I first got into the crypto space, um, there was nowhere to turn and I had to figure out everything on my own. And it was it was really hard. And so I remembered what that felt like. So when I joined the academy, and then got the opportunity to help people, that really kind of became my why. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. That's beautiful, man. I feel the same way. That's why I got involved. I was looking to, for a place where I can share the information I'm so passionate about, and I think we definitely have that in common. So that's definitely. great. Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. How are you?
3: Good morning. I'm uh, great. So, How are you? Tell us a little
2: bit about yourself. How did you become such an NFT expert, and what's your why? Why are you involved in crypto?
3: Um, Let's see. I'll start with my, my why. Um, At first guys, no, I was, I was in it to make a quick buck for sure. I'm I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was such a new thing. And, you know, I think when everyone kind of sees the initial, you know, 20% in a day or 15% in a day, that kind of strikes you. And, and so, I mean, I started looking a little bit deeper and then, I, then I think once you dive in and you kind of see the community that's within the crypto space and, um, you know, it kind of goes a little bit deeper than that. A lot of people are there to like, I mean, once they once they kind of get into the niche, they, they do see how everyone is so willing to help each other out, whether it's just knowledge or, or you know, more in the materialistic of, you know, money. Um, yep. But yeah, my... Um, I had originally got into it through, um, being in contact with coach JV. We go, we go pretty far back, um, a few years and then we just kind of deep dove and, you know, started gaining knowledge from there. So I think, yeah, that's how I got in. I wouldn't necessarily that's say great. I'm MT expert, uh, either, but worry, I'll say it for you. you. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that through, um, <laughs> Yeah, just through learning, uh, you know, looking into everything. There's just so many. There's just so many assets within the crypto space. Just through learning yep. and stuff, a new thing pops up, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" You know. So it's just yeah. it's fun. It's fun it, to look it, into everything. It, it's hard Jack, to know everything.
1: It, I was just gonna say it's hard to know everything, but it's so funny. Like, like the crypto thing is one thing, but like we're one big like family, right? And it's so funny because like when Jackie and I first started talking. Before, like, I was on the research team, we would end up talking about projects and we would find the project at the exact same time. So, the very <laughs> next day, I would talk about an empty project and she would be like, Oh my God, I just got into that. And I'm like, Yeah, I just got into that. And then the next week, it would be some other. So, we we're always like on the same wavelength. And it was like awesome. Mm-hmm. So, That's like, so awesome. A big family.
2: It really is, and I feel like we're all so like-minded. We think the same. And Jackie's underselling herself, guys. I would say Jackie's an NFT expert, and she's also great (laughs) at technical analysis. So I'm going to put her on the spot. But let's get right into this. First thing I'm going to pull up is the Bitcoin fear and greed index today. So as you guys can tell, we're in in fear. We're in extreme fear. And with the current price being $35,000, a lot of people who entered the market in the last six months are down on their buys. So I just wanted to, before we get into the specifics of the news, I wanted to analyze the market real quick. Jackie, what is your sentiment on the market right now? Are you continuing to dollar cost average? Are you just watching from the sidelines? What's your opinion?
3: Ooh. You know, I always feel like uh, I always feel like when it's down and fear and greed index is, you know, so far I'm like, yeah, guys, let's let's get in, let's get in. And I remember the last time that happened, like it just kept going, you know. So it, yep. I, it does kind of give me because. I mean, for for viewers that don't know, um, kind of mine and Gonzo's role within 3T Academy is that we, you know, we we host um, live calls and we talk about what we're doing within the space, whether it be dollar cost averaging in or whether it be getting into a certain NFT. Um, And so, you know, a lot of people do, you know, they like to... um, I guess they hold a lot of weight to our decisions as well as far as their their opinions on the market as well um and so so when i i'm i'm, I'm a lot more cautious you know when i'm telling people yeah i'm do- dollar cost averaging now because i don't want someone to kind of base their decision off my decision either so yes. so it's I, Yeah. I hold, I hold a lot of weight to it. So sometimes, you know, when it gets to this point, you know, I do get a little like, okay, like really, really analyze what you're doing here. Um, It's because we feel a
1: responsibility, right? Right. We understand that people are following, even though we say we're not financial advisors or this isn't financial advice. We understand that people that don't have time are going to like look at what we do and they're going to probably match our moves. So we feel like a big responsibility when we when we talk about projects or when we, um, you know, we bring things up.
2: Yep. And how are you feeling? Do you th- do you think this is similar to what we experienced in March of 2020? Are you guys getting the same type of vibe, or does this seem like something new where you're kind of just watching and taking it in as it as it goes down?
1: Um, yeah, I, I would say, I mean, it, it's different, right? Because this is the and we're going to talk. A, I know we're going to talk a little bit later about it, but it's it's war, right? Yep. War is never a good thing. Trust me, I was in the military. It's never a good thing, but we're here to talk about crypto, right? Yes. And so when you look at it in that aspect, these are the kind of, to me, and this is just me, right? These are the kind of corrections that we look for, that we talk about, right? They're almost like, um, I wasn't around in 2017 for that bear market, you know, after, you know, the, the big bull run and what that bear market was like. You guys were, so maybe you guys can speak on that. But it feels like when we get these big corrections like this, this is what this is what we've been waiting for. Right. We always talk about this where the bull run will make you rich, but like the bear market, it it just takes you to a whole nother level. Right. It makes you a millionaire. So um, I I try not to be emotional about it. I look, um, you know, dollar cost averaging is key. If you stay consistent over a a certain time horizon, then you're going to catch, you know, these dips and it, it might go up a little bit more and then we might get some other FUD or something that happens and it goes down lower. But, if you're continuously dollar cost averaging, then you're gonna catch a good spread of the price. And and, um, I know you're gonna show something from the bearable bull, but if you look back at the history and um, like the first days of war and where the market has gone and where it rebounds to, uh, I mean, that says it all right there.
2: Yeah, and I think we all learned a lesson from 2020. Like when that crash happened in March, everyone felt like the sky was falling and we had no idea how long it would take to recover. And little did we know, it was basically just a V bottom where we were out of there in three to six months. Mario, do yep. you have any comments about what happened during 2018 during that bear market and maybe how your approach has changed or how you can help some of our warriors stay calm and
0: emotionally stable during a time like this? Yeah. So I never like to look back and say, hey, look, I would have changed this or changed that because I feel like whatever happened in my past serves as a lesson and an experience for the future. But what I can say is that if I could do one thing different is I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have stayed out of crypto like I did when I saw the market crash in in January 2018. I would have continued to just keep dollar cost averaging, just like Gonzo just mentioned. I would have continued to just accumulate on these projects that I feel are predominant to our future. And that's what I would have done different. And that's what I'm doing now. And I'm, I'm not making the same mistake twice. It's just it's an uncertain time. I mean, we're seeing the fear. Everybody's feeling the fear. And it's just really hard to it's really hard to stay grounded and to stay focused on what you think is the right thing, because there's just all these external factors that are trying to change your mindset. So I think it's just important for us to remember um, the grand scheme of things and to not let ourselves get affected by all these, all this fear.
2: Yes, I totally agree. And for everyone wondering out there, what we're talking about, we're going to break it down right now. So on Thursday, Russia attacked the Ukraine, shattering European peace. Russia launched a wide ranging attack on the Ukraine on Thursday, hitting cities and bases with airstrikes or shelling. As civilians piled into trains and cars to flee, Ukraine's government said Russian tanks and troops rolled across their border in a full-scale war that could rewrite the geopolitical order and whose fallout already reverberated around the world. This this is a massive, massive update. Honestly, when we were looking at a lot of the speculation about when we could go to war that was taking place over the last few weeks, it, it was there was so much uncertainty. And when Putin came out and announced that they were going to be attacking on Wednesday, people used that. As a joke, everyone kind of said, oh, if they're they're saying they're going to attack, there's absolutely no way. But on Thursday, we saw that there was an attack. And the only reason we're bringing it to to our warriors is because it is affecting the financial markets. So I think there's a lot of uncertainty. And I just want to give you guys – I know Gonzo said he has some military experience. I'm, I really – I have no experience with war. I don't really have a fundamental understanding of how the process takes place. Do you think you could just speak a little bit to is this – typically how wars begin? What should we be looking for? Is there any indicators that we should be watching? Because I think a lot of people are nervous right now.
1: Um, I, I, you know, it just, it just depends, right? Because we don't know what the mission's going to be. And then it depends on what what their mission is or what the objective is. And then depends on what kind of forces that are going to go in. So, Um, You know, I haven't researched it enough to to be able to speak on it, but I can tell you that it it is affecting the market, right? We saw the corrections that's going on. What did Bitcoin get down to, what, 34 at its lowest? Just about. I mean, but when you you think about it, like when you look at the altcoins and where the altcoins have gone and and where Bitcoin has been ranging, I I think it goes to show how strong of an asset Bitcoin is when you Mm. have this much uncertainty in the world. And it literally only dropped a few thousand dollars, right? Yes. As you see like the correction we had on the Bitcoin? So I, I think that Bitcoin is showing that it, this is this what it was made to do, right? To hold its value, especially when the world is doing some crazy things. Um, Bitcoin is hold, it's holding its value, right? It's only gone down to 34,000. When you look at that long-term time horizon of where it's been and where it's at, um, I, I think it's kind of reassuring.
2: Yes. And another thing that's reassuring is a lot of these institutions like Tesla and MicroStrategies were buying last January. I think their lowest buy points were $30,000. And we still haven't seen a dip below that. But what it tells me is that when we do get there, there's going to be institutions waiting to buy that cheap Bitcoin. And I'm as confident as ever. I understand that this is a very uncertain time and there's a lot going on. But the institutions have accepted that this, this technology is inevitable and they're already starting to use it as a store of value. I remember MicroStrategies was buying $55,000 Bitcoin and that's because they believe in the same things that we do. They're dollar cost averaging, they're taking the long-term approach and they're understanding that this stuff is inevitable. And if we have a, full term, a few short-term pullbacks, that's just part of the process. But um, I have my next article pulled up you and it talks was- about how stock... Oh, sorry, Jackie, sorry. what'd you say?
3: I was just gonna add to that. Um- yes that i um i've been thinking a lot about that as far as these big news articles that are hitting and um you know big news events like this so you know what happened in 2020 what's happening right now and that you mentioned that big long-term approach and you know that's what's in institutional's minds you know once this once this really hits mainstream like really really hits mainstream we're going to miss those days that we had these big you know, drastic news events to provide us the opportunities that we're getting right now. So to be honest, we should be thankful because we, you know, getting these massive corrections just provides more opportunity. I know everyone says that like it is an opportunity, but, but I mean, to look at it in that sense of like these big, um, you know, inner, or yeah, world scale events that are, are causing, Um, You know, these price fluctuations and things like that. Once this hits really, really mainstream, I don't really think um, that we're not going to get many, many opportunities like like, you know, like what happened um, when when the pandemic hit, you know, that's that's something that hasn't really been seen in markets. Um, so a a ton of people jumped on that opportunity and a lot of people made a lot of money off of that opportunity. So opportunities like this, you know, they don't really come often. They come when, um, you know, there's a agenda that wants to be met, um, depending on your view, but you know, yeah, if you look at it in that term and in that sense, then, you know, it's kind of eye opening.
0: It really is. And, and, and and Jackie with. You know this better than than My probably family. all of us here, but um, th- there's a saying which is, uh, "Look at the chart, and I'll tell you the news," or "Show me a chart, and I'll tell yeah. you the news." And it's crazy how some of these events just come at the right time yeah. in the chart, right? Where uh, you're 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 expecting that down price, and it it just happens at the right time. So I mean, not to say that all this stuff is, again, I I don't want to say that all this stuff is planned, but it's almost like it is.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's all. If I could say something, I think it's all. It's all perspective, right? Like Jackie was saying. Imagine, like, on the in the days um, when when Bitcoin was like fourteen hundred dollars, and people were like, "Man, that's a lot of money, fourteen hundred dollars," right? And now, we would die to buy Bitcoin at a thousand dollars, right? Fourteen hundred dollars. Yep. So there's going to be a time in the future. We know it. I don't know. It could be next year. It could be in three years. It could be five years. But I know it because I believe in the technology. That we're gonna look back and go, man, do you remember when Bitcoin was 35,000? Wow, that's crazy. I wish I could buy Bitcoin at 35,000. It's all perspective, right? And it's all in that time horizon. So when you look at it like that, in that long time horizon investment, um, you know, days like this to me are good days to, to, to dollar cost average in.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. And I just feel that. A lot of companies now are starting to accept cryptocurrencies as for for their real use cases there isn't this conversation of are these things sustainable is this just a fad I think we've established that these are going to be around and the financial system is moving in that direction and you talked about it perfectly like there's no if you zoom out on any long term let's let's just take the S&P 500 for example if you zoom out far enough it's basically just a line going up and so these small short term pullbacks are just buying opportunities and it may seem Like things are, there's so much uncertainty, but these, this is the opportunity that we've been waiting for. So let's get into this next article. Stocks sink and oil prices jump as markets reel from the Russia attack. So it's very, it's very interesting to see the correlation between the S and P 500 and a lot of these stock markets and large crypto markets, crypto and the stock market are taking a massive, massive dip today. And as we've talked about for the entire episode, pretty much, it can be perceived as a buying opportunity. But assets like gold, silver, and oil are taking the opposite approach. So we've seen all of these assets have an increase in value since the news drops from what took place in Russia. I am not a huge holder in many of these assets. I do have some gold. I do trade stocks. It's about 5% of my portfolio. I'm not sure if any of you guys have any experience trading these commodities. And if you'd like to chime in, feel free. If not, we can move on. It's totally okay. Uh, yeah, I'm- i, I-
1: Go, go ahead, on. Mario. No, go ahead, Mario. No, you Mario. go first. No, I was just going to say, I, I'm not a big investor in, in gold, but I, I saw this interesting, uh, I heard an interesting story this morning, and it was a good way of looking at gold to kind of put it in perspective for me a little bit. Um, looking as at gold as like a stable coin, right? Where it traps value. Uh, and so people that invest in gold, even though you know it hasn't changed its price that much in 12 years, right? Yep. Um, but a good way of looking at it is it it's like a stable coin. And w- when when I heard that, I'm like, man, that makes a lot of sense now. But yeah, that's all.
0: I yes. wanted to say. Yeah, Why? I was just gonna. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, it's it's inevitable what's happening. I mean, it's normal for people to be going for these other um, assets like gold and stuff that have such a long track record and have been proven to to kind of beat through any recession or any chaotic event that we have happening. So I, it's just it's normal.
3: Yeah, I think that's um, just to add on to what Mario says, I think that that's typically what we see whenever there's a big, big, you know, world event, Um, people tend to, you know, stick to those assets that are, um, you know, that have tested through time. So silver, gold, oil, you know, they kind of migrate over back over. It's it's kind of funny to see that like scare. It's like, well, I'll branch into crypto and then there's a big event and it's like, nope, going right back, you know, so... (laughs) flipping back to flipping back to what's comfortable, what's known, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. That's human nature though. Right
3: Mm
1: -hmm. that's human behavior.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's a great example. It pulls us into our next segment where we pulled up a tweet from the bearable bull here. And we just wanted to show you guys what's happened in the past. Typically when these events take place, you can look at the Vietnam war, the Gulf war, the Afghanistan war, the Iraq war, all of these different examples have the same, same effect, a pullback, and a recovery, a pullback and a recovery. And that just takes place over and over again. And so if we do experience massive fear and these major news stream channels are telling you guys to panic and move off your assets, and this is the time to really be afraid, that's the time that we've talked about since the beginning in this academy. We've always said, wait for blood in the streets and take advantage of the opportunity. This is nothing different. This uncertainty is a good thing. And in retrospect, these are always looked at at great opportunities. Jackie had a lot of great comments, but just for myself, I was thinking about last summer when we experienced the pullback after April. And one of the regrets I had with my personal portfolio was I hadn't taken enough profit during that run that we experienced in the spring. Everybody who knows me on this channel knows I'm a huge XRP guy. So I watch my XRP goes from like $1.90 all the way to 51 cents in mid-July. These are the type of opportunities where I look back and say, I wish I had been dollar cost averaging in as well as dollar cost averaging out of the market. So I had cash on the sidelines to invest. Can you guys speak a little bit to your approach on an exit strategy and do events like this change anything when it comes to your exit strategy?
1: Um, you want me to go? Um, yeah. you no, know, you know it doesn't. Because um, you know my my exit strategy are my target prices, and so uh, obviously I'm probably not meeting them because we're in a major correction. And so if I believe in the technology, like XRP, Quant, whatever it is then yep. um, on days like this, I, I'm just super bullish and then I'm going I'm to dollar cost average and, and I'm going to probably buy more. So if I have like a certain amount that I buy uh, every other week or every month, when I get a dip like this, I, you know, it, it gives you a good opportunity to actually buy two to three times more, right? Because of the price correction. I mean, we, we got into this market because of the volatility, right? Yes. And so you got to have to try to keep the emotions out of it. But you know, we all know, like as human beings, we're emotional creatures, right? The market is set up um, to play on that, right? With bull runs, um, bear markets, the market. It, I feel like it's set up to beat you, right? Because we're yep. emotional. People panic sell. So the one thing I can say, if if you're worried about, you know, we always say catch the falling knife, then um don't dollar cost averages but at least don't sell right the worst thing that you could do is panic sell right yes. because we hear those stories uh time and time again about people that panic sell and literally like a week later the market turns around and they would have made all this money right it, you there's tons of stories out there um but yeah awesome so jack don't do panic a sell. comment
3: Sorry, what did what did you say, Gonzo? The last part.
1: I, I just said, just don't panic,
3: sell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not me. I'm diamond
2: I'm yeah, looking things. at a twenty
3: x long right now. I don't know what you guys are doing. <laughs> yeah. <I know>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Jackie, did you, you want to add anything? Talking?
3: Yeah. Um, let's see. Your question. So, r- My r- question was: Does do events question?
2: like this change your strategy when exiting the market?
3: When exiting, no. Um, because. You know, sometimes events like this are unforeseen. What what's going to happen? Um, yeah. And so, so when it you know it takes a pretty bad uh, correction on on your portfolio, I definitely wouldn't. I I, I don't exit at that time. Um, but you you had talked about the past. What um, you know, kind of having regrets on on what you should have done, dollar cost averaging in or whatever. I have yeah. regrets not taking. You know. Leverage longs and no, I'm just kidding. Was-
1: <laughs> don't be <we> off. <all. laughs>
3: no, don't do that, guys. Um, that'll wreck you quicker than any
1: leverage is bad, Jackie. <laughs>
3: yeah, I think yeah, that is funny. I you know, there's a point. I think when you're an investor and you first any investor, I swear, when they first figure out or learn about leverage trading, you know, they give it a shot and then they get burned and. Yeah, they definitely learned pretty quickly from that. I don't know. I don't know if that's everyone. That definitely did happen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you're talking from experience, Jackie. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. Mario, do you have any comments on our exit strategy? On your exit strategy, sorry?
0: Yeah, I think the one thing that I've learned very importantly is to not sell into fear. So even though I'm inside this cave and I'm alone and it's fearful, I'm not going to sell into fear. I'm going to be just like you, diamond hands. And it's, yeah. That's that's the best advice that I can give.
2: Yep. And you know where diamonds are
1: made,
0: right? Underground. And it's not financial yeah. advice. I just want to say yeah. that it's advice but not financial advice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> of course. You know, I do I do I do like the point that you that that you brought up though, Abs, about it, um you know, when when we are doing well and, you know, about pulling profits, right? Getting your initial investment mm-hmm. out. That just when you get days like this, it just reiterates that message that when we do get these opportunities where the market's doing very well, it's important to you know get out your initial investment so that hey it's a house money like Coach always talks about and you're not that you don't get as emotional about it because your initial investment is out and then you can keep that on the sideline for when you get a day like this yep. to go ahead and invest right yes because so, yeah. during
2: these pullbacks the most valuable thing you can have is cash and I think the easiest way to stay consistent with an exit strategy is to plan it beforehand be strict and be disciplined, understand why you set the price targets you did and then execute. Even if you think you're going to make an additional, a lot of people get um, very optimistic when when the prices are positive. And let's say XRP goes to $2, there's always going to be the person who says it's going to three, it's going to four, it's going to five. And it works in both directions. Like on days like today, there are people who think Bitcoin is going away. There are people who see these pullbacks and do get very, very nervous. But once you have a fundamental understanding of what blockchain is and how the technology is being used, it's a $1.6 trillion asset class. There used to be an old saying in the stock market. Once a company was a billion-dollar company, it was established and it was there to stay. There was very low-risk failure. But we're sitting in, a, in an industry now where we're over $1.5 trillion in valuation and we still have some retail consumers questioning if it's going to be here in the long term. So I just think that as long as you understand that this stuff is here to stay, you won't be afraid and you won't be scared of the market and you're going you're gonna to remain level-headed.
0: One hundred percent. And yeah. it, it's and, and I just want to add something because, you know, for people watching, they they hear us and they're like, wow, these guys are so confident. And I just I I think I can speak for the four of us that one of the main reasons why we sound so confident is because of the academy and how uh, JV and everybody in the academy has just been able to really teach us to stay consistent and to take an outlook of, of a long-term perspective because it, it's safe to say that everybody wants to get in and, and become instantly rich. Like everybody wants this instant gratification because we hear stories of people becoming extremely rich with, with Dogecoin, with Shiba Inu and all this crazy stuff. And really in reality, that's, that doesn't happen that often. Like you really got to get into the market and you, you need time in the market. So I, I think, For me, at least, like getting into the academy and and doing all these mindset things and listening to all the calls and listening to Jackie, listening to Gonzo, listening to uh, JV, Johnny Crypto, Jeremy. And it's just it you learn so much. So, you know, that's what I want to tell people watching is that if you have a a chance, join, you know, check out our website, TTC Warrior Academy, join the academy. Just the mindset that you and, and the knowledge that you'll gain is going to make you feel a lot Uh, more sure of yourself and it's going to make you feel way more calm when situations like this happen. I love that, Mario. Yeah, for sure, Mario, if I could
1: add to that. Um, You know, one of the things Coach talks about is manifestation, right? Manifestation is real. I am living proof of that. I am sitting here with you guys. I'm on the research team and I'm on a YouTube morning show, right? I was (laughs) just an average person that got into crypto but put everything I had into it a mindset into it. And then all these things happened, right? I manifested this. So, I mean, manifestation is real. I'm the living proof of it, right? Being on the team with you guys, but you guys are right. Like we're a big family and we support each other and we talk about stuff. So um, I'm, I get confident being around you guys. Right. And, And on the decisions that I make, especially when it comes to investing,
2: I feel the exact same way. And I think the best part about the warrior Academy is the community we've created. Whether it's our team or it's the people who are involved in the academy, I think we're all like-minded and we have the same goals and the same. we're working towards the same things. And I know that in this group in particular, the work ethic is off the charts and that rubs off. So if anybody's interested in learning more about how to navigate the market, what Coach JV is doing, what's his portfolio or who his wise counsel is, please join the 3T Warrior Academy where you can get access to all that information. And I'm sure that you're going to get a ton of new knowledge. We also, I want to plug the cashflow king, Andrew Cashflow, if he's listening out there, He's a staking expert and he's very informative. You guys will love his content as well. So let's move on to the next article because we do have our two NFT experts on the podcast today. (laughs) This is an interesting one. So it says, what makes Board Ape NFT so desirable? And we're not going to deep dive into this article in particular, but I mean, between me, Gonzo and Jackie, we love NFTs and we're always looking at new NFT projects. When you guys are diagnosing and looking at new NFT projects, maybe give us a breakdown of the three most important things you look for. And why those are the most important things, Jackie? Could we start with you?
3: Yeah, we can. We can start with me for sure. Um, let's see. Three most important things. Uh, I think for me right now, um, I'm looking at the blockchain that that the NFT is um, mm. is building off of, and I know most people most people would say, um, you know, Doxed team or um partnerships things like that and those are things that i pay attention to but i'm gonna say like my number one right now is the blockchain that it's building off of because um you know right now i mean ethereum nfts those are those are mainstream at, mainstream within the crypto space I, and they are becoming more mainstream you mm-hmm. know you see, i'm i'm seeing more like more common everyday people you know asking me about nfts i get that when yeah. i I was at the, I, I go to my, I go to a local gym here and someone, you know, someone who's really not into crypto was asking me how to get into an NFT. And I was kind of like, do you even know like how to pay for it? And they were like, <laughs> well, what do you mean? And I was like,
1: <laughs> well, and
3: then, and then, you know, they, they, they kind of knew about Ethereum. And then I was like, well, do you have a MetaMask wallet? And you know, that is like completely foreign language, like a what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, those, You know ethereum nfts are are kind of like the um uh the word is escaping me it's kind of they're a little more i don't want to say they're more gucci but you know like they're yeah yeah, you know what i mean yeah more premium Uh uh-huh but right now um some nfts that i'm really bullish on are, are building on the xrp ledger awesome. and so so and i know gonzo knows that a lot of people that are in the academy know that that i'm pretty bullish on that and the reason why being is because you you know you see those ethereum nfts right now um they're really hot um and then we saw a time and still, still currently going, you're seeing um, NFTs on Solana blockchain and Cardano blockchain. Those are kind of, those are kind of, you know, peaking in hype. So I'm kind of, you know, planning for the next step, um, which is XRP ledger. And I know, I know there's going to be a lot of people in the chat or a lot of people watching this who aren't really big fans of XRP, you know, rolling their eyes, but I'll just say, wait and see. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah I would say I, um, I, I'm looking at what blockchain it is, right? Because we're all looking for like the next board ape, yep. right? Uh, I think uh, I'm looking at the blockchain, but also looking at the community, right? If there's any type of utility. But um, like Jackie said, um, the, the XRP, uh, ledger and the, and the board apes, and the Bay token – that, that's what we're like super bullish on. Uh, and what I like about that ecosystem is that um, they uh, right now the NFTs are a token, so they haven't um, they haven't made the token yet, which is an XLS twenty, right, Jackie? Um, and once that token comes out, or they develop that, that's when you'll mint the NFT. So for now, we're like dealing with a bay token, so it's like basically like a cryptocurrency that you can trade. So you can. Um, buy and sell the bay token for xrp so you could either try to accumulate bay to try to one bay per the nft once they get minted or you could try to get xrp if you an xrp so um i kind of like that aspect of that whole ecosystem and they've come out with like different um nfts that are tokenized uh and you could just trade those tokens like hog uh bay there's xpunks there's a lot of different ones and they're all in the Sologenics decks so um I just like that aspect of it because um, yep. I'm able to either build more XRP or build more of the NFT token. By, by I trading. love what you
2: said there too about some of these NFTs having real utility. I think a lot of people who enter the market are very confused as to why these things even have value. They're looking at this picture of an ape and they're like, somebody paid $200,000 for this. I do not understand. So but just a quick breakdown. This is a pretty simple question, but – what, where do NFTs get their value from? Is it the community? Is it the picture? Is it the utility? Like, how are they getting such high evaluations? You can buy a Lamborghini or you can buy a board Ape. Why are people choosing to buy the board Ape would be my question. And that can go to Gonzo or Jackie, whoever's comfortable.
3: Go ahead, Gonzo. Uh, and- <laughs> oh, yeah. I,
1: I, you know, I would say um, it's, it's just like a digital asset, right? I, I think it's a combination of things. I think it's the art. It's the community. Um, it's the people that get behind it, mostly the community uh, yes. that builds on it, um, you know? But yeah, so I, it's like, a, it's almost like the metaverse kind of thing, right? The digital asset, the owning digital um, land, right? Yep. So the NFT like plays on that. It, it's a digital asset, uh, almost like a digital store of value. Um, it just depends on which one, you know, which one you get involved in, right? There's a select few that are blue chip that have, that ability to store value in it um, than some of the other ones. Right now we've got tons of projects that are coming out and that's why you have to be careful and do your research. Cause um, some of them, you know, uh, could be a rug pull. Some of them um, over promise and, and, and don't come through. Um, so it, it's important to do your research. Um, but I, I think that's the, the aspect to them is, is owning like digital real estate. Kind yes. Of
2: i love it jackie do you have any comments there
3: yeah um i think like for with the board the board ape um board ape yacht club uh, mutant apes things like that it was i think it started off as a community thing um it it you know it was kind of it's a status symbol now to own one um yep. Yep. Uh, and You know, cause they were supposed to be like profile pictures and things like that. Like that's kind of, that's kind of the world we're getting into is, is instead of showing yourself, you know, as your profile picture, things like that, we're getting into metaverse, we're getting into these, um, NFTs. So it's, you know, it's kind of that alternate universe. And so a lot of these things especially with ethereum nfts they're like a status symbol owning yep. one so that's kind of the utility right now and and i've seen more as you know as these things are catching on it is becoming more of a community thing because a lot of nfts that are coming out you know they want to be the next board ape You know, they're adding a community feature and they're like, hey, guys, like, let's all group together and we're going to make this project strong and it is becoming a community thing. And so that is great to see. And then to kind of add on to that because they, you know, they really want their holders to hold on to the NFTs that now we're starting to see a lot of utility come onto those things, um, those different NFT projects. And a lot of a lot of NFTs, they're they're creative. Like it's it's really interesting because. At first, you know, it was just a JPEG of, you know, being a status symbol or being a profile picture or whatever. But now you're starting to see these groups and these teams add utility. And it's whether it be attending events or whether it be like a passive income aspect. Um, and so it's really cool. There's there's another NFT that we just got into that, you know, integrates fitness and, you know, kind of gives you passive income off of off of, you know, daily fitness activity and like isn't that awesome that's a great yes. thing you know and um so yeah it, it is yeah it's interesting to see and it's it's kind of a good um i don't know it's it's exciting it's good um and yes. it's a part it and another thing too it is it is apart from the cryptocurrency even though it is like a cryptocurrency aspect or asset you know it's within the space it's yeah it you know some floor prices of nfts and things like that they're not holding they're not holding the same they don't hold to bitcoin or or the market itself you know they're kind of fluctuating on their own so it is it is kind of a good aspect to keep in your portfolio i know a lot of people say about that just because they are way way risky as far as an investment standpoint they are a lot more risky um they're riskier i don't know if that's a word. but but yeah um i i i think if you are looking to invest in those types of things that you know they it is kind of a different it's a good side to your portfolio that doesn't you know everything kind of holds to bitcoin that doesn't hold to bitcoin that you know might retain some value so yeah
0: i wanted to ask you both a question. <laughs> so with 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 We've been seeing this explosion in NFTs. I mean, we've seen thousands, if not millions, of different types of ape NFTs. It's almost like we're going to turn into a into a <laughs> ape movie, like one of those War of the Apes or World of the Apes, whatever it's called movie. And don't you do you guys do you think do you guys think that we're like in a huge NFT bubble and it's about to burst, and NFTs are just about to like devalue, uh, or do you think this is going to continue for the next few months?
3: Oh, I can speak on that. Um, yeah, go ahead. I mean, being being in this, you know, point in time, you know, nobody knows like when it's gonna burst. I definitely do do think that, you know, a lot of these projects are not gonna stick around. Um, for sure there's there's already a ton of scam projects that'll start up they'll they'll make the pictures and everything people jump into the project they invest and these people are making a ton of money off of nfts like they are making a ton of money off of nfts just just coming out with the artwork in the project and you have you know you have um a few thousand investors send you point one ethereum or whatever that point one ethereum you know multiply that by eight thousand ten thousand you know people are people are making a pretty good bag off of off of these nfts and then they just disappear out of the discords and things like that so they're definitely there are definitely going to be projects that don't stick around and uh, the other thing too is you know you got to look at it kind of like a from a competition standpoint a lot of these nfts they kind of have the same utility and so you know, it's going to be it. the strong survive, you know what I mean? So, yep. so an NFT NFTs that have the same utility, it's going to be, you know, which, which one has the leg up, which one has, you know, the stronger community and that's going to withstand the other one and the other one's going to pass away. So, so when you see projects that, you know, they, they have the same, you know, they're doing the same thing, have the same utility, um, yeah, the strong is going to survive and the other ones are just going to pass with time.
2: Jackie, I would love to chime in before Gonzo does. I just want to say that every single time a new market emerges, there's always thousands of new players, whether it's iPhone apps, internet, it doesn't make a difference. Anytime there's new opportunity, there's going to be thousands of people who approach the new market. Mm-hmm. And so what's going to happen is there's going to be about a dozen that re- are really, really sustainable long-term projects, whether it's CryptoPunks or Board Apes and things of that nature. There's another There's another project, the Nelt Boys Metacard. The ones that are building sustainable communities, as well as providing utility, I think are going to separate themselves. And then you have these anomalies like CryptoPunks, where Gary Vaynerchuk is getting on a on a call with Logan Paul and all these other influencers, like um, a bunch of other famous YouTubers. Mr. Beast is who I was thinking of, and tells them buy these things and hold them. We're going to create value through our community. And it doesn't make sense when you when you first hear about these ideas, but then once the ideas develop and it becomes sustainable and people start to accept that these things hold and add value to their portfolios, it seems like a great way to diversify, like you said, away from actual assets. But Gonzo, I'll kick it to you, man.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm glad you brought up Gary V because that's exactly who I was thinking of. Because uh, it comes back to those those projects that can give back to their community and continue to evolve, right? Like what he's doing um, are those projects that are going to be diamond handed and they're going to continue to survive, right? So I think. In the end, it really does come back to the community and what they the project can provide the community to keep people to hold on to it um, and, and to keep giving them value.
2: Yes. And there's something else I wanted to add that's really cool about NFTs. It's I want to ask you guys a question like why does somebody buy a Rolex and not just buy a traditional cheap watch from Macy's or what or another outlet like that? It's it's a status symbol, right? And the different and the reason that we communicate this way is because we want to establish ourselves to be associated with certain things. And so I think crypto is no different. If I had a crypto punk, I'll tell you right now, it would be my Instagram profile picture. So (laughs) I think that's the way the world's moving. And it's actually easier to communicate status symbols through the digital world because when you have a blue checkmark on Twitter, and I love Gary Vee, so Gonzo, I'm sure you've heard this analogy before. But when you have a blue checkmark on Twitter, it's really hard to evaluate the value of that. But when you have that, it's a symbol that you're an established you're an established account, right? And so these cryptocurrencies, these NFTs are nothing different where if you're associated with a certain project, it's a status symbol. And I can communicate that through the internet where instead of wearing a Rolex and going to the mall and having a hundred people see me walk through the mall, I can put it as my profile picture. And if I have 10,000 followers, 10,000 people can see it. If I have a million followers, a million people can see it. And that's the real advantage.
1: Yeah. It's like Great. social currency, right?
2: Yes. I, I, I think Gary always
1: said social currency. And Love so it. yeah, yep. I, I think you hit the the nail on the head there, Abs. Definitely. Yes.
2: Thanks, guys. Yep. Jackie, do you have any closing comments for NFTs?
3: Hmm.
2: Any projects <laughs> that you would want to share?
3: Any cool utilities you've heard about? Um, yeah, I'll I will talk about the so the project that Gonzo was talking about earlier um is Board Apes, uh, XRP Club. That is on XRPL. Um like, like we've been talking about, they have a lot of, they have a lot of utility, a lot of utility. I'll let, you, I'll let viewers or whatever go look into that. Um, a lot of great partnerships and they are reaching out to a lot of, um, you know, influencers, people, people that are looking to partner with that project and kind of, um, be an influencer mm-hmm. for that project. They do have some people, um, already lined up. I will keep that on the DL, um, and then the other one that I was talking about, um, the move to earn one that I was talking about, that is that is on the Solana uh, blockchain. That is um, called Stepin. Uh So that that one's really cool, really interesting. It's kind of fun. Uh, I'm not a gamer, so I don't I don't really resonate well with like gaming NFTs. I wish I did because mm-hmm. NFT tones and Antonio in our academy is. He's making a killing. He's probably the richest 17, 18-year-old in the world right
2: now. Um, <laughs> he's, 20, he's 24. Yeah.
3: But like
0: oh, okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Juvenile and everything. No, uh-huh. That's
2: hilarious. Yes, and just what? to let everyone know, tomorrow. Tomorrow they get to meet him. Tomorrow NFT tones will be on the podcast. We're going to do an NFT specific okay. episode. So that's oh, a great shoot. that you brought him up, Jackie.
3: Well, my foot's in my mouth now. I'm so sorry, Antonio. I, he just has a young face, guys. He obviously. Does. I, it, it NFT tones. It's a compliment. It is. It co- is. That's all I meant. <laughs> he's probably the, the richest 24 year old. So putting all y'all other 24 year olds to okay. shame. Okay. So he's going to yeah, come on the um, show tomorrow. So- yeah. Hey, he's
1: going to come on the show tomorrow and be like Pinocchio, like, I'm
3: a real boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my him, God. Poor Antonio. Antonio, if okay. you're listening out there, it's all love. We bro. love you, bro. Yeah, love. yeah, it's all love. <laughs> we love you, bro. Like He, Mario, did, he, he, he is our NFT like metaverse expert, so we hmm. love him, dude. He's all about it. He's all about it. 100%. Yeah,
2: and everyone's going to get to experience it firsthand tomorrow. We'll bring him on and we'll deep dive a bunch of projects he's looking at.
0: And hopefully we can add yeah. a ton of value to everyone listening.
2: Yeah. yeah, and
0: and I I just wanted to say that I, we really appreciate everybody that's that's listening to us right now. That this is a show that we just started this week, and it's it's been it's been great to do this. Like it's really awesome to just come here and just talk. And you know, we love talking about crypto. I know my wife tells me to shut up all the time, so <laughs> <laughs> it's good to come on here at least. You know, all you can do is type and say, Mario, shut up. We don't want to hear you talking about crypto. (laughs) But anyway, we really appreciate everybody that's uh, that's listening and watching right now. And if you could just give us that thumbs up, we'd really appreciate it. Just lets us know that we're doing a good job and we really just want to give good content out to everybody.
2: Yes, and I'd love to give Jackie and Gonzo an opportunity to just tell people. I know that you guys work for the Academy, obviously, so if they really want to get one-on-one access with you, they can do it there. But is there any social media platforms maybe they could find you on or ways they can get in contact with you if they had NFT questions or crypto questions?
1: Go ahead,
0: Jackie. (laughs) I keep doing that. (laughs) Don't don't bump into each other.
3: (laughs) Well, I was quiet because... I don't have social media. I yeah. am not a big, I don't know. I'm just not big on social media. Um, so like, honestly, the only way to contact me is through the Academy. Uh, and I, I kind of like it that way. I, I don't know. I think the world where our world is going is, you know, metaverse, things like that. It, For me personally, I'm I'm just not a big advocate of that. I mean, I know I'm in the crypto space. I know I love NFTs and things like that. And I I definitely do see it as the future. But I mean, I'm trying to avoid that as much as possible. Stay as human as I possibly can. And, you know, people have different, um, you know, viewpoints on that and things like that. But.
0: Can we find you in any metaverse? Maybe the central land, sandbox? <laughs> I love that. Are you buying? Are you are you living next to Snoop Dogg, maybe?
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. no, I wish I yeah. wish I had the money for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe with this so, correction, maybe I'll be able to, you know, buy a plot next to Snoop Dogg. We'll see. Right. But yeah, yeah. through the academy, through um, the academy is the main way um to con or to get in contact with me.
2: Awesome. And I know that yeah. I find your content super valuable in the academy. So you. you're one of the reasons I'm there. I just wanted to say that. So thank you, Jackie. 100%. Thank
3: you. Yeah.
1: Say- and, and I'm the same way. Like I, I'm not, I don't have like my own social media stuff. You know, I answer a lot of questions on discord. So through the academy, I'm always on discord answering questions and then mighty networks. But yeah, if you, if you go through the academy. Oh, and then our Twitter. Right? The research team. Yes. Um, I have access to that. So yep. you could always reach me through our, our own Twitter, three um, uh, T Research, right?
0: Yep. So I think so- I think it's safe to say that if anybody wants to get in contact with these two, they have to sign up for the Academy. <laughs>
2: <Sorry>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, yeah. since, we're, since we're plugging yeah. um,
2: since we're plugging <laughs> our social medias, why don't you tell them where they can find the node defender if they had any yeah. node questions? There you
0: go. Uh probably inside a cave somewhere, but uh no. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter a lot, and you can find me at Node Defender. Um, I also have Instagram and stuff, but I, I'm mostly on Twitter nowadays. Awesome.
2: And just to speak to the credibility of these guys, I've been around them for a few months now, and the work ethic is off the charts. I don't I don't say that unless it's it's earned, and I've seen it firsthand. The way that Mario, the node runner, the way that Jackie, and the way that Gonzo operate and deep dive into this market, they have real, real fundamental understanding, years of experience, and I'm just so grateful to have you guys on the on the show today and be able to talk with you, whether it's in our group chats or in our weekly meetings or just through the academy. I just want to say thank you. And it's just a moment of gratitude. I really love you guys and I appreciate you doing this. So we love you too. Abs. Yeah. Yes. yeah, we love you too. You're you a great yeah. job. Thanks guys. So yeah. let's hop into this more exciting news here. We've got some blockchain backer information. Anybody who's on this channel knows that me and Mario are always talking about blockchain backer, but yep. he's been showing us how the fractals from Bitcoin in 2017 Are basically identical to what we're experiencing now. And so this fractal is right after Bitcoin hit 20,000 and it's the green line. I know they're overlaid on one another. And then the bear market that proceeded after that. And then we experienced some sort of a dead cap bounce where we got a retracement up to the 702. This this would be about 57,000, I believe, if this chart is showing 69K. So this would be about the $57,000 mark. And then we had a long-term bear market after that. And what's important to note is that we've been following this almost to a T and after the news today, whether it's the war in Ukraine and all the other political sentiment going on, we've deviated from that. So I'm wondering if you guys have any opinions on if this is just some sort of a short-term deviation because of the anomaly that that's happening in Russia, or are, are you anticipating this to continue following this trend line? What's your opinions? Just, just for the fun of it. You can start you with the Jackie. Oh, Jackie <laughs>
3: go over. I love staying quiet.
2: <laughs> Not on the show. Yeah, I know.
3: Yeah. I, I just like to hear other people's perspectives because yeah. oh, man, guys, I am I just, it's such a guessing game, you know? I just, I don't I I honestly, like, I say, me personally, I feel like I say one thing and it does the opposite. So I just, I, you know, I don't I don't really think anybody knows. Like, so why
2: don't you do us a favor and say it's going to go down so we can do the opposite. Yeah.
3: It's going to crash hard. Y'all get out. Y'all get yeah. out so I can scoop up everything. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but yeah, honestly, I, I just, I love these posts and I, I hold high, high, um, esteem for blockchain backer. He, he knows his stuff for sure. Way better than I do. Um, so yeah, listen to what he says over what I say, but I just, I mean, really my opinion, I just don't think anybody knows. I think the people who are who are in power and at the height of this, you know, they have their agenda their or the whales, whoever, whoever it is, you know, like they're going to buy and sell regardless of what you, I think, you know, so I don't know. Like that's, I, I mean, that's the best you can do. Make your own reasoning um, and, and create your own plan around it. And I, I don't know, so many people are trying to predict what's going to happen. I, I just, it's, it's so difficult to do that, and it's just not gonna, you know, it's not gonna play out the way anybody thinks. So I don't know. That's just my view on it.
1: Yeah, that was great, Gonza. Yeah. Do you have any comments? Yeah, I'm just gonna say I think it's important to keep an open mind. Um, you know, and depending on like who you, you follow in the space, right? Like you got Waters Above, and he talks about Gamatia and numerology, and he has his thing, right? Blockchain backer. There's all these different people, and but I think it's important to keep an open mind. Um, and what I like to do is just keep a long-term time horizon, right? Yes. It's hard to predict the day-to-day on what's going to happen. Um, but what we do know is by looking at the history of the charts is that eventually we're going to go back up. And, do, and and then it really just comes down to a, what, what you believe in. What is your investment thesis? And, and I always talk about this, that it's really important to know what your investment thesis is, what your plan is, and then execute that plan so that you don't get wrecked, so that you're not guessing, right? so that you believe in these technologies if you believe in bitcoin if you believe in quant xrp whatever that is then when you see a price like this then then you're going to be buying and you're going to be holding long term because if you believe in this technology and you believe in cryptocurrency then you know that we're going to go up that something like this is a short-term correction overall and that in the end it's going to go somewhere higher and so if you believe in that then you're just going to keep investing and I think that's why it's important to kind of have what your investment thesis is, what you believe in, so that you can execute your plan and that you're not guessing and that you're not just kind of, you know, doing this, you know, letting the winds kind of just take you wherever. Because I think that's wh- that's how you get wrecked, right? Because you don't have an investment thesis or you don't have a strategy that you're following. And that's why, you know, it, when Coach always talks about his exit strategy, that, that's so key, right? Because yeah. you have something that you can follow. And something that, uh, it, it's right there. You hit your, tar- your your price target and you sell. No questions asked, right? And if you follow that, you're yeah. going to be all right. So it, it's important to, to just kind of have a plan on days like this.
0: Totally. Yeah. Mario? I just want to say, predictions and expectations are dangerous. Um, and, you know, we, we see it all the time where, and we know we, we hear this thing that everybody says, which is history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. Right. And blockchain yes. backer just gave us an example of history rhyming. And it's not it's not going exactly as, as he's showing, but we've seen it deviate a few times. Now, are we deviating and then just following the pattern tomorrow or next week? Maybe. But I guess what I want to say is that expectations and, and trying to just predict what's going to happen next, most often is going to just happen the opposite of what you think.
2: Yep. I totally agree. And I think these conversations are more just for fun, because if you take any, what I've learned is I can't predict the market. It doesn't matter if it's technical analysis or anything else. My whole thing is the understanding of the technology. I don't play price action. I'm more focused on what's being created from an economic standpoint. And so what we're trying to do clearly is bring the most value to our viewers. So I just think that what you guys are talking about from a mindset standpoint and how to emotionally approach it is the most valuable thing we could be talking about. Within our last, we have four minutes here. Do you guys have any tips on how you approach the market emotionally and how you just stay in that positive, optimistic mindset or whatever it is, even if it's pessimistic, how do you, how do you maintain that stability? Um, Let's start off with Mario this time.
0: Okay. So I kind of touched on it before when I mentioned the Academy, that the Academy has really been that groundbreaking mental readiness for me where it's, it's allowed me to just take a different approach on investing. I mean, I wasn't, an active investor before, so really, just getting into the academy is has made me realize and and take a longer term approach on on investing in general. So just really just being active within the academy, just uh, staying fundamental with 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 what I believe is correct. Talking to all of you guys, listening to the insight from Jackie and Selman as far as technical analysis, um, listening to Jv and and his approach on on finance and 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 the banking sector. Really, all those things have just been huge help for me. And that's really what keeps me keeps me uh, positive and just knowing that I'm going in the right direction. That's beautiful, man. Jackie, do you want to go next? Thank you.
3: Yeah. um, I you know, it's really interesting. A lot of people I, I really think the market will kind of it kind of show you who you are. Um, it's interesting because I've been I've been taking that into account uh, like a lot recently, um, just seeing, you know, you, you really, really what I think people should do is evaluate instead of evaluating price and evaluating what it's going to do there. You know, you should be evaluating how you're reacting because um, I don't know, like it it has a the market really kind of reveals like you're who you are as far as like emotionally and like your your intention and things like that. Cause like on a rise, you know, everyone's excited and everyone's thinking, you know, yeah, I'm gonna be rich and this and that. And then when it crashes, you know, like everyone is wrecked and they they really hold a lot of emotion in the market. So I don't know, I, or, or even like with trends that, that are in like the cryptocurrency space, like, you know, going into metaverse, going into, I don't know, I just, it's kind of interesting. I just like to kind of take a step back and like, really like evaluate like how this is affecting me as like a person or as like a human being. So it's like, I don't know. Like it does, it does play on your emotions and things like that. But I,
2: yeah, I love that. I think you can even leave it at that. I love
1: that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm just rambling now.
1: (laughs) I usually usually cut her off at this point and then I got rescued (laughs) her and I start talking on our call. Right. No. Uh, I, you know, I'm not, I, I try not to be emotional about it, yep. Um, but w- it's nice having community, having you guys and having family, right? And, and it makes things so much easier because I'm able to talk things out with you guys. But again, it, it goes back to like having a plan and then your mindset. When, when you have a solid mindset and you know where you're going, then on days like this, you, you don't trip, right? Like what does coach say? Don't trip by the dip. Don't and, trip and by the beyond, dip. Yeah. And to be honest, maybe like Jackie was just saying uh, how the market like reveals stuff in you. I I must be totally like backwards because I know I'm supposed to be non-emotional. But when we get days like this where the market just really really corrects, I get hella excited. I'm like, (laughs) oh, yeah, I'm going in. Right. And if it corrects even more, I get even more excited. And that's bad. (laughs) It's supposed to be non-emotional. But because I I I always think about that long-term time horizon, right? I'm thinking about where it's going to go. And because I believe that, then i that's why I get excited because I, I see where it's at and I know where it's going to go. And, and that gives me the confidence to invest. But it's also like you guys, right? Being able to talk it out with you guys, it, it's awesome. And having yeah. the support of the, of the whole academy.
2: It really is. And that per- that's a perfect segue to what's happening in April for us. The, our Warriors are going to have a unique opportunity to get that experience and that in-person experience with us and pick Gonzo's brain and Jackie's brain and Mario's brain And April 22nd and 23rd, we're hosting our warrior conference where it's going to be mindset focused. We're going to go over the fundamentals of cryptocurrency, how you should be approaching the market, full access to JV and JV's wealth of knowledge. It can't be captured in a couple of YouTube videos, but when you're around a guy like that and you see how he operates, he's a special, unique individual. And I think once you see him operate in person, you'll really get a better understanding of that. I know I'll be there. I know that everyone in this group will be there and we're super grateful to have that opportunity. But as we're closing in here, I just wanted to say thank you for joining us today, Gonzo and Jackie and Mario. This was so much fun, and I know that you're going to be on in the future. So I would yeah. say plug your social medias, but you don't guys have any social media. So i <laughs> plug the 3T Warrior Academy here yeah. and say, if you guys want access to Gonzo and Jackie or Mario, the best place to do that is in the 3T Warrior Academy. If you have, If you, our viewers, have any comments on what you'd like to see us cover next week, please comment that because we read those comments, and we really appreciate you guys. We love you. We thank you for watching our content, and it's like we always say –
1: Warriors, warriors, rise. get your shit together. Get your baby. shit together. Thank, Thank you God. for joining us today. <laughs>